The Tumbler's Willie podcast, episode 12. Happy birthday, Mr. Tumbler. Well, welcome back, everyone. I'm Andy Bobrow, American television writer. I'm Andy Stanton, British children's author. And, well, look, it's the last instalment of our little sojourn into this wonderful, wonderful show, Tumblr's Willy. And, look, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say I've got quite a lump in my throat, Andy. Yeah, well, this is a big day for us. And, and it's hard to... I mean, look, we've... Mm. 12 episodes in, we have barely scratched the surface. So, <laughs> so who knows? We, we, may end up, we may end up having to do an even deeper dive in a right, subsequent right. series. But Yeah, I mean, there's just so much to discuss. So look, let's not beat about the bush. Let, what do you say we just dive right in, Andy? Well, let's do it. Once more unto the breach, old chap. Once more unto Tumblr's Willie. Indeed, indeed. So, uh, look, where are we? Where are we? Well, we are well into the 2000s now. We're in 2016. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing is that, you know, we talk about this show being special because of its longevity, but Mm. it wasn't always thought of as a long-running show. Right. That aspect of it had kind of gone unnoticed, I suppose. Uh, Right, right, right. And, And certainly in the early years, there was some truth to that. Yeah, in its very early days, it, it wasn't a... Yeah, yeah it, it, it wasn't a long-running show at first. Exactly, which is, well, in stark contrast to a lot of shows which are immediately long-running from their pilot episode, almost. Uh... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right, whereas Tumblr's became long-running over time. Ah, uh, right, right, so that's perhaps why. Uh... Right, right, it had gone under the radar. Mm, yeah, I, I think it's like, um, you know, if you have children, you're with them every day while they're growing up, and... Yeah, you do lose track. Yeah, yeah, you think they're maybe still just three or four years old. Exactly, when in actual fact they're now a lot older than you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I believe it was Tumblehead superfan uh, Pete Townsend of The Who, Mm -hmm. who was uh, the first to realize, you know, this show has been on for a really long time. Well, thank God someone was paying attention. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just thank the Lord for Pete Townsend, because he woke up in January 2016, Uh and he said, oh, uh, does anyone else realize that this year will be the 114th anniversary (laughs) of Tumblr's Willy? We should do something. We should do something. So, yeah, it was Pete Townsend who was instrumental, (laughs) instrumental, (laughs) if if you will, uh, in, in getting the BBC to get up off their fat, lazy bottoms, you know, and and do something to to mark this extraordinary arbitrary milestone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, of course, this isn't the first time The Who have entered our story. Oh, yeah, the whole band were longtime champions of tumblers. Exactly. Uh, so, really, uh, who better, who best, hmm. to pick up the gauntlet and throw the bash that no one else had noticed tumblers deserved? Yeah, I mean, the show's producers themselves didn't even know the history at this point. Yeah, they didn't give a toss. Yeah. They loved the show. But by the same token, they couldn't have cared less for it. So true. So true. But uh, yeah, Townsend was very much set on bringing this celebration to the screen. He wanted to pay tribute to Tumblers in a big way. Even if no one else did. Even if no one else did, exactly. But uh, alongside that, he was also very keen to, well, he said, in some way to honour Isaac Newton. He wanted to honour Newton, yes. Townsend loved Newton, for sure. Well, the whole band. I mean, a a lot of Who songs. uh, There was Gravity by The Who. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, How Do You Like Them Apples by The Who. By The Who. Yeah. Uh, What Goes Up and then just dot, 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 which... uh, 
Yeah, yeah. What goes up? Dot dot dot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, oh, uh, fell asleep. Parentheses under a tree. Close parentheses. Beautiful track. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Prism Wizard. Oh yeah, Prism Wizard for sure. So this is Pete Townsend's big idea, bringing his two loves together for a celebration show, a real gala affair. Yeah, yeah, a 12-hour televised extravaganza celebrating Tumblr's Willie and Isaac Newton. Mm. That's the elevator pitch right there. Right, right, which he brings to the then head of the BBC, Princess Isabella Sofia Villaverde of Spain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knew really nothing of British culture? She, she was really just whiffing it, mm. you know, just she was really blowing it. Big time. She was just really, I mean, she was inept. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, uh, unqualified for the job or otherwise, the special probably wouldn't have got off the ground if not for her, Andy, because uh, she listened to Townsend banging on for about Mm -hmm. approximately two minutes. Uh, She did not understand a word. (laughs) Yeah, she had no clue who he was or what he was doing in her office. And she just rubber stamped the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just... (laughs) Bang! To her credit. Sure. Yeah. Just uh, yeah. go ahead, do your show. Do your show. Just get out of my palace already. Absolutely. And uh, sorry, it should be said as well, uh, she was, well, she was no beauty. No, 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 no. Oh, no. dear, dear me. Princess Isabella Sofia Villaverde of Spain. Oh, dearie yeah, yeah. me, dearie yeah. me. I mean, one hates to. Oof. Look, I mean. Does that reflect on her job performance? No. Technically not. No. I, but you wouldn't I mean, you wouldn't even mention it if it was a man. No, no, no. And yet and yet it's it well she was so unsightly that you would. Yeah. You would you would have no choice but to mention it. You would it. have no choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isabella Sofia Villaverde. Oh, Villaverde. Completely Ugh. bald. Well, she was bored on the inside, which was what was so... Yeah, that's what I was getting at. ...unsettling, Yeah, yeah I yeah. think. Uh, yeah. It, it was horrible to know that, Andy, to be facing her, you know. Mm. There she would sit on her throne in her office, frowning at you, you know, listening to your pitch. Yeah, yeah, and you would uh, know. But feigning a, feigning a comprehension that she clearly did not possess. It, yeah, 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 yeah. And all the while, you would be thinking about her hairless insides. Yes, right, right. It was hard to talk to her. Yes. Mm. <laughs> she made... There was some good television produced in that era. Oh, sure. I have I to mean, say, uh, uh, there was uh, the Prosciutto Show. Yeah, the Prosciutto Show was good. I mean, not every... Uh, if you like it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you like that sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. if you like it... Yeah, if it you were a fan of very, very thinly sliced ham, sure. Right, if you liked it, it was tremendous. Yeah. And then if you didn't, you didn't care for it so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a... a Cartel on the Martel was a good show. Mm, yeah, yeah, it had its moments. But, you know, uh, if you like that sort of thing. Mm, mm-hmm. But again, if you didn't... Right. If you didn't, it was... Uh... Yeah, yeah. And that was the real knock on her, was that all of her programming mm. at the BBC, it was always like you would like it if you liked it. Yeah, if you liked it. Yeah, yeah. But she never managed to get the people who didn't like it. Exactly. They were never convinced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, so Townsend walks out of the princess's office with a green light. Uh, she would famously hand people uh, green light when she approved of their projects. Absolutely. He's uh, lit up, you might say, uh, beaming from ear to ear. Yeah, yeah. And he proceeds <laughs> to, well, 
Well, well, he starts weaving, doesn't he, Andy? He calls all his rock and roll chums, you know, uh, Brian May from Queen. Mm. Herman's Hermits, uh, Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive. Uh, Kate Bush thought it was a smashing idea. Yeah. yeah. And those are her words, not mine. You can quote her on that. Thank you very much. So So word gets out. We're having a reunion special, basically, uh, where we're going to gather all of the... the, the, Well, um, well, sorry, sorry. We we should, um, before we go on, we should make it clear that the anniversary special ended up featuring no appearances uh, by any of Mm. these artists, uh, nor any of their music, and nor did Townsend ever intend that it should. No, no, no. Yeah, he just wanted to share the the news that the BBC were making his show. He was not inviting them to appear. Exactly. It was to be about two things and two things only, Tumblr's Willie and Isaac Newton. So we're merely pointing out that Pete Townsend immediately phoned up his friends in the rock world just to spread the good news, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were all very happy for him. Well, they were really happy. Yeah, yeah. They were tremendously thrilled, actually. Yeah, yeah, delighted. Uh, John Lydon. John Lydon. He phoned John Lydon in LA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And even the famously sneery Lydon. Yeah. He said, yeah. uh, well, this is one circumstance you couldn't describe as rotten. Yes, yes, yeah. Lydon was over the moon for his old pal, Petey. Oh, yeah, he was. He was thrilled. He, he was thrilled. And uh, again, this isn't germane, but, uh, you know, just out of curiosity, do you think then Lydon would have phoned his friends in or, or told his showbiz pals in the States uh, to some degree? You just passed on Pete's news? Yeah, well, a uh, very different situation in the US, of course, because very mm, few of mm. them would have known anything about tumblers. So, Well, that's a good point. But I still think that Lydon would have wanted to pass on the glad tidings regardless. I mean, he would have phoned, I think, at that time, Wesley Snipes. Uh, Wesley Snipes, yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. would have been top of the list, do you think? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. John McEnroe. Yeah, McEnroe for sure. Uh, Madonna. Madonna, well, maybe. Uh, actually, you know what, she would have been in England, so no. Well, uh, uh, Lydon could still have phoned her, though, because remember, he had famously cracked the international dialing code in his later years, let's not forget. Mm, he was yes, yes, the one yes. who decoded, yeah. I think. Yeah, uh, the, the country codes, yeah. Yeah, using a vintage Enigma machine, uh, we understand. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we should just say, although records do not definitively indicate whether he gave Madonna a bell over in Blighty, whether or not he phoned her, all we know is that he knew how to. He knew how to, yeah. He definitely had the knowledge. And that's half the battle. So fast forward to the big day itself. Mm -hmm. Imagine a year of phone calls have now been made by Pete Townsend, and and not simply to pass on good news, but actually with the aim of producing this show. Mm, It's been a busy year for Townsend, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So let's paint the picture. What would British viewers have seen when they tuned in on Christmas Day 2016 for this the most anticipated TV show of the year? Well, yes. Uh, The first thing we see, of course, is is the pool. Mm. Uh, The pool teeming with 1,000 man-eating alligators yeah. that surrounds the entire stage like a moat. It's it's very impressive. Incredibly impressive. Incredibly dangerous. We pan up a lone helicopter. A single helicopter, which then is uh, hit mm. by an enemy missile. It explodes out of the sky. Yeah, it starts spinning uncontrollably. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. But where's our hero? My God, is he dead? No. Suddenly, we see it. A tiny figure plummeting from the burning helicopter. Zoom in, it's Isaac Newton. It's Sir Isaac, but disguised as Tumblr, very skillfully bringing the two themes together there. And he's 
plummeting through the stratosphere, uh, really now investigating gravity in a way he never imagined, a very hands-on way indeed. Yes, yes. The supercomputers that dominate the set now start to flash faster and faster. The whole thing's going to blow. Will Newton reach the clock in time? Cut to the clock. Cut to the computers. Cut to the alligators. Cut to the bead of sweat hanging from this man's genius brow. He gets to the clock and he stops it with seconds to spare on... Oh my God, 114. Dead on 114, and then bang, we're in. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's then, yeah. we see an overlay of crosshairs. We see a gun sight. Right, right, right. And then blood drips down. Buckets of blood, more explosions. The tuxedos. Ernst Blofeld, the terrifying head of Spectre, strolls into view, chomping on a delicious apple. Aha! And then the words, Isaac Newton up here. Right, right. Ba-da-da. Da-da. Isaac Newton in What Tumblers Up must tumblers down the 114th anniversary special. Yes. A yes. Pete Townsend and Princess Isabella Sophia Via Verde production. Production. Blofeld looks at the screen and says, Riley, ah, another windfall, Mr. Tumbler. And end opening credits. So there's there's a lot going on in that opening sequence. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's something yeah. about gravity in mm-hmm. there. There's, yeah, um, he did have the apple. Yeah, Blofeld had yeah. the apple. There's a. Uh, uh, there's the supercomputers, the explosions. Yeah, it was all very surprising. And, you know, it wasn't until some months later that some of the questions that the intro had raised were... Um, right, right were, were finally answered, yeah. ...were finally answered because it later came to light that Townsend had actually mistaken... In addition to loving the work of Sir Isaac Newton, he was mm. he was also a huge James Bond fan. He, he had grown confused in his twilight years. Yeah, he had started to mix up the two. He had started to mix them up. He kept saying, oh, we've got to have more Newton in the show. I want rocket launchers. I want a pool of alligators. Yeah, yeah. I want stunts. I want gunfire, you know, and the Mm. the women in bikinis, you know, Newton stuff. Newton stuff, right. So the upshot was there was a lot of Bond in that opener. You can't say there wasn't. Yeah, much more than anyone had expected, which was no Bond at all. No Bond at all. And you have to ask yourself, was it appropriate for a show that aimed only to honour Tumblr's Willie and Isaac Newton to feature quite so much Bond? Yeah, yeah. And I I think the answer has to be a resounding yes, Andy. Well, it has to be. In retrospect, absolutely. So a fantastic opener, for sure. But you can't build a 12-hour show on stunts alone. You've got to keep the surprises coming. And Townsend delivers, because, I mean, look at who he gets to anchor this thing. I mean, one of the most instantly recognizable characters in the show's history, it's Lady Wylington. Well, who else but Wylington, really? I mean, Mm. for Townsend, who had grown up watching the show in the 50s, no one else would do. But uh, the immediate problem is, well, well, how can we actually do this? Because the actress who had played her... Uh, Rebecca Colbert. Yeah, right. But she was dead. She had passed like 13 years prior. Exactly. So, look, I don't know if this was a deal they cut with her family's estate or how they did it. But, uh, you know, the upshot is they dug up Rebecca Colbert's corpse, uh, polished it up. Yeah, mounted it. Mounted it. Yeah, I believe they stuck a broom handle in the back of a litter bin and uh, propped the decomposed body up against it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Covered the whole thing with glitter. 
and hey presto, one sparkling host for the night. She looked amazing. She looked ravishing. But then, and again, Andy, this is a testament to Townsend's showmanship, but look who he gets in for co-host. Yeah. Enter the very first actor to ever portray Tumblr, Luke Walker. I mean, talk about your living legends. Well, this was Luke Walker. This was the first Tumblr, the man who originated the role in the 1970s. Right, 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 right. And now standing next to Lady Wylington. I mean, yeah, the, the nation's expectations had been high to start with, but Townsend smashed them out of the park. Like, he used to smash up his old guitars on stage. Mm. I mean, people <laughs> were, you know, it was like, all your Tumblers come at once, screamed the headlines. This was amazing. And then when Walker opens his mouth to actually speak. Oh my God, yes. Because the whole thing about Luke Walker is that he'd never gotten to deliver Tumblr's opening line back in the day. Right, right. He'd spent the better part of the 1970s walking into shot, if you remember, Mm -hmm. closer and closer each week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they fired the poor guy just one episode before he actually got to say his opening line. Yeah, which was, hello, I've arrived by ground. Hello, I've arrived by ground. But, you know, here he is now, 40 years after the fact, and there's a microphone in front of him, and, like, the whole nation is literally no way. (laughs) Yeah, he's going to speak the line, (laughs) the famous line, you know, the line that had become known amongst tumbleheads as the line. As the line, right. And you can cut the atmosphere with a knife. You really can. This is the holy grail. This is, this is a moment of national catharsis, nothing less. Yeah, absolutely. And, well, in the event, his voice was very, it was high, right? It was very high. It was very high, and it was surprising because he was a big man. He was he was a burly fellow. Yeah, yeah this yeah, Luke yeah. Walker chap. He was six three. If he was an inch, he had the build of well, several rugby players, I should say. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he finally leans into the mic and opens his mouth, you know, mm. hello, I've arrived by ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ter- terrible enunciation as well. Yeah, he he rushed it. Yeah, it just really really blew it. I I think he'd overthought it. Hello, I've arrived by ground. Yeah, which was so Tumblr's. Right, right. This is exactly what Tumblr's is. It's it's confounding. It's high-pitched where you don't expect it to be. Yeah, it's got alligators where maybe you wouldn't naturally think there ought to be alligators. Uh, one of the co-hosts is a rotting corpse in a litter bin. Yeah, yeah. You could hear the applause across the channel. They heard it in France. Oh, they heard it and they hated it, Andy. Mm. It was an extraordinary moment. Hello, I've arrived by ground. Hello, this show is going to be amazing, more like. Yeah, take that, you Frenchies. <laughs> so many names on that sparkling British night. So many appearances from the great stars of every era. Uh, an embarrassment of riches, you'd have to say. Well, where do you start? I mean, hmm. the wonderful William Brent, who played Reverend Peanut McGowan so memorably in season 60. Mm. Uh, Detective Jessica Kwong, of course. Uh, Thelma Martin and little Kenny the dog. Yeah, uh, Randall Krask, who had held the whole nation spellbound mm. throughout the 1950s as the mysterious gypsy. Um, Nigel Savage. Uh, better known to the viewing public as Old Man Brassels, of course. Brassels, the gardener, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Thomas Gubbe, a.k.a. Hoffman, the angry German publican. Indeed, now getting on a bit, but no less violent for it. And who knew he could sing? 
voice of an angel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And from the other side of the camera, we've got Ronta Scrabs, mm. uh, Bill Lib, brilliant directors both, uh, mm. Barnacle Dennis Neasley. Yeah, uh, Sir Bertold Bertold. Well, there's a story because right, right. Bertold had disappeared. You know, hmm. he really had not been seen or heard from. No one even knew if he was alive, but he was. He was. He they was. found him under a pumpkin in the north. That's right. And they asked him what he was doing there. And he said, well, what are you doing here? What is anyone mm. doing anywhere? Yeah. And that's all he would say on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they asked him to come to London to appear on the show. But of course, <laughs> that would require him getting out from under the pumpkin. So. Right, right. Something he was not prepared to do. You know, they started to grab hold of him and he went, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Dig up the soil around me and the pumpkin, he said. Load mm. the both of us into a glass case. Yeah, always directing. Always directing. He said, this is my preferred position now. Yeah, if you want me, you have to take us both. Yeah, he didn't want his position to be altered one jot. He just enjoyed that particular position beneath the pumpkin, he said. Well, it just felt right to him. Yeah, yeah. So they did. They uh, dug up the soil around him. They put him and the pumpkin in the glass case and they shipped them both to London. And was it worth it? I think the segment of the show featuring Sir Bertold Bertold lying prostrate beneath a pumpkin for 20 minutes speaks for itself. Absolutely. It was not worth it. It was definitely not worth it. Yeah, yeah, it was. Well, it was dead air. A rare misfire. Uh, so, who else might we mention from that night? Uh, the original Magic Wizard. Yes, the uh, Magic Wizard. Made a brief and unsettling appearance in the wee hours, uh, towering over the stage with his four faces and his um, yeah. accoutrement. Covered in dung and leaves and feathers, yeah, and his 90 hands. His 90 hands. He reminisced about the, well, the almost pagan incidents of his glory days on the show. Yeah, yeah, he told a few stories, cracked a few jokes, uh, incantations, really. Quite the spectacle. Oh, and the elephant. Uh, The elephant showed too. Uh, No one was expecting that, but he did. Yeah, a definite highlight for me. Around 3 Mm a.m., in strolls this enormous creature, the prize elephant, once owned by former child director David Hunch. Hunch's elephant itself. Yes, yes, who had very kind words for his former owner. Well, yeah, I must say that I think the elephant speech for Mm, me mm -hmm. in a night uh, studded with emotional high points, Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think the elephant's eulogy to David Hunch was, uh, I I would say it was the most moving moment of the entire shebang, I think. It would probably... For for, for me. Yeah, yeah, it was probably the most moving moment. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, at a certain point, you almost forgot that an elephant was speaking. Yes, yes. You just sort of got lost in the beauty of, of the words, you know. Well, it was a stunning address. It really was. Although I think re-watching it now tinged perhaps with a certain sadness because, you know, for me, that was the last of the elephant's truly great works. Yeah, he did some stuff later, but... He did some he, stuff. It, it was, was a uh, little... It was a little shabby. Yeah, it was a little shabby. It was like... I mean, that right guard commercial. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay, sure, I get it. I get why you would, but... Well, he likes to work, but... Well, sure, but I, look, I'm not casting shade, but, you know, you're capable of... You're, you're capable. You're capable yeah. of such eloquence, and yeah. yet here you are, Yeah. you know, yeah. running on the spot on this big beach ball. Yeah. Flogging deodorant, mate. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, be better. Sure, be better. Thank you. Be yeah. better, but... Yeah. Uh, But that's elephants, I mean... Well, that's one elephant, Andy. Let's not paint all elephants with the same brush. Okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. Very, yeah, I shouldn't. Although, yes, sadly, a not uncommon story. Not exactly the species with the most integrity I've ever heard of, Andy.
So how do you put a bow on this extravaganza of a night? I mean, what could they possibly do to wrap it all up? Well, you know the answer as well as I do, Andy. If it's a bow you want, leave it to our old friends, the good old Metropolitan Police. Yes, exactly, yes. To really tie this thing off with a bit of honest-to-goodness pomp and ceremony. Mm. And let me just say now... What a grand spectacle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, at 4.30am, just moments after the all-star boxing match between Graham Nibwib and postmistress Millie's baby daughters. Aha, uh-huh. which was surprisingly touching and, and very well done. Not to mention groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. In they march. The entire Metropolitan Police Force. The boys and girls, let us not forget, in blue. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. All blowing on their famous regulation bagpipes, and each and every bagpipe embroidered with the faces of both Sir Isaac Newton and James Bond. In accordance with Townsend's demands, yep. And, uh, of course, Townsend allowed each and every member of the force to pick their favourite Bond. Right, right. And their favourite Newton. Right. But there they all were, all 21,000 of them, from the good old Bobby on the beat, Mm -hmm. all the way up to Chief Commissioner Conroy Wagborg himself. Yes. Now, this was not something that the public had been let in on. Oh, no, no, no. Complete surprise. Yeah. Many viewers actually jumped off of bridges thinking that they were under arrest. Mm, mm, mm. You know, when you see that many cops, if you've got any skeletons in your closet, you're going to jump off a bridge. You're going to jump off a bridge for sure. And look, sad but true, uh, this was an era when a lot of people did prefer to watch television while sitting on bridges. So uh, Yes, yes, that was a fad. I remember 2016. Yeah, yeah. 20, uh, big year for that. Yeah, uh, yeah big year so um that's not gonna help yeah and the iron bells that were all the rage at that point everyone was wearing those large bells around their neck and so right which only would have dragged them down faster it was it was a perfect storm yeah such a tragedy because the metropolitan police weren't there to bust the show or you know get anyone into trouble no 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 they were simply there to pay tribute to their favorite show of all time exactly and Look, what a shame that the public has lost faith in the police to that extent, you know, that Mm. people should feel so instantly under suspicion, even from just televised images of the police. It's such a shame. And if they'd only, you know, the ones that jumped, if they'd only held their nerve and stayed put, Mm. they would have witnessed a remarkable moment. Absolutely they would, because Chief Commissioner Wagborg strides on, Mm -hmm. helmet gleaming under the studio lights, and, you know, he unrolls the scroll. Yes. In the name of the Queen, he begins. That's right, that's right. uh, uh, We, the London Metropolitan Police, hereby grant... uh, Mm. We hereby grant the show Tumblers Willie a license to sell cocaine. To traffic in... Yes, uh, to traffic in... To traffic in the the stimulant... The white powder... The the white powder... Commonly called... Forthwith! Commonly known as cocaine. Commonly known as... uh, Yeah. And uh, this license to be granted in perpetuity and uh, may not be revoked by any authority other than the monarch of Britain, him or herself. Yes, yes. And what a turnaround from the 1980s, Andy. Oh, yeah, the Garden Party era, when they'd taken such a dim view of Tumblr's Willie having operated as a front for the large-scale retail and distribution of cocaine. Yes, yes, this was a stunning admission of, well, look, maybe we were wrong about cocaine and organised crime. Yeah, maybe it is something that Tumblr's Willie should be allowed to do. Yeah, I would say it's a ceding, mm. Andy, to mm. the higher authority of art. Yeah, I think that's it exactly, yeah. This is, well, famously, if there's one thing you can say about the Metropolitan Police Force, it's that they really are the highest arbiters of taste mm-hmm. when it mm-hmm. comes to the arts. 
I mean, in the UK, certainly, that's yeah, their yeah, jurisdiction. Yeah. So, look, what a benediction, what a seal of approval from on high. And, mm. of course, they gave that seal of approval in the time-honoured manner of their organisation, which is to say they all removed their boots. Removed their boots, yeah, in unison, yeah. Uh, they then placed, a, as you know, Andy, yeah, they uh, yeah. placed a small cake of soap yep. into one boot. In unison. And each officer was allowed to decide for themselves whether that was to be the left or the right boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, They lined up. They lined up in unison. Uh, They put the boots back on. Yeah, they put the boots back on. Uh, Not in unison. Right, but with the soap still in one boot. That's right, the boot of their choosing in each individual instance. Yes. And, And off they limped. And off they limped, yeah. Some of them in unison, some not. And that's the seal of approval. Yeah. Yeah. As it has been ever since the yeah, since uh, the founding of the Metropolitan Police Force by John Candy. Yeah, yeah. And then to cap it all, Andy, as if by magic, mm, what serendipity! What serendipity! One of the famous BBC volcanoes chooses that precise moment. Unbelievable! Yeah. <laughs> Bang! Yep. Lava. Oh. Molten, fiery lava enveloping the city. Uh, uh. Just a, a glorious display. You know, nature's fireworks. Nature's bounty. Yeah, yeah. And remarkably, no one harmed. No one harmed. From any other country. Right, right. Only British citizens were harmed. Well, the hand of a merciful God, one might uh, mm. one mm-hmm. declaim. And well, astonishing scenes, like really, uh, Rule Britannia uh-huh, is piped uh-huh. out uh, of the water organs. Yeah, London's famous water organs rising so magnificently and sinisterly from beneath the Thames. Yeah, and then one last bagpipe chorus of Candle in the Wind mashed up with the Bond theme as performed by the Metropolitan Police. Yeah, yeah. Pete Townsend escapes the clutches of Blofeld and Newton by flying away on a giant rocket-fueled guitar. Yep. And of course, Townsend famously never to be seen again. Yeah. And we're out. And we're out. Yeah. And that, my friend. Yeah, yeah. That is how you celebrate your 114th birthday, sir. That is how you do it. Tumblers style. Well, Tumbleheads. Well, well, well. My <laughs> word. London ablaze. Ugh. Townsend jettisoned into Kingdom Come. Limping police. What a fitting scene to end on. Just just such an achievement. And to think that it all started with just one hour of literal radio silence back in 1902. Wow. Hmm. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Goodness, yeah. goodness, goodness. From such great acorns. Yes. A crow. Yeah. A, a crow may a, a crow yeah. may have its fill. Ah. I think. Yes. Yeah. From such great acorns, a, a, a crow, crow may, may, have may have its fill. Its fill. Yeah. And look, I think looking back on, you know, everything that we've been talking about over these past few weeks, Andy, uh, you could not say that the crow has not feasted well. <laughs> and long. Oh, no, that, that crow. <laughs> you, 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 you could not. Yes, the, the crow. The crow has not gone. Is stuffed. The crow has not gone wanting. <laughs> no, no. The, thank the, you. Thank you. The crow is stuffed. The crow will sleep well tonight. From the. Uh, from, from, from the uh, acorns. Yeah, yeah. It's a sobering thought, and I think one that really does bring us 
to the end of our little odyssey for now. Yeah, yeah. And I hope listening to this, if you weren't into tumblers before, you know, I hope it provided a few clues, a, a way in. I hope there's been something in here to pique, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, to pique yeah. your interest. And yeah. of course, if you are really interested, just jump right in. Yeah, yeah. You can still tune in to Tumblr's Willie. Of course, it's still going full steam ahead. Absolutely it is. Go for uh, it, guys. So some say better than ever. Others say better than ever. Those are the two lines of thought, certainly. But uh, look, yeah. do check it out. We implore you. Uh, put it in your diary or whatever you, yep. you use these days. You know, every Wednesday evening on BBC One at 7 o'clock, mm-hmm. uh, every Friday at 2.30 in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and the Thursday Omnibus Edition on BBC Two, it's still there. It's still yep. going great guns. We hardly need to tell you, but it's it's there for the taking. And uh, look, friends. Yeah. Crows, if you will. Yeah. Have your fill. Have your fill. Feast well, me beauties. Caw! Caw! Guys, thank you all so, so much for listening. We've loved having you. Yep. Bye-bye, tumbleheads. Bye, tumbleheads. So long. Podcast Network.